Good morning, and welcome to this first Friday in the month of September, a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and as such, this is the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Before we go into our morning offering prayer, this is Father Stosh Daly, joined in the studio live by my faithful team players, Chuck and Joanne. Good morning, Father. <laughs> Good morning, Father. You know, Chuck and Joanne, throughout the world, every morning people say something like, Bon dia, or bonjour, or buenos dias. Um, That's good, Father. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but, you know, Canadians, they're like, hey, how are you? You know, and then in Michigan, they say, how are you, A? You know, but in Ohio, oh. we say, so how were those Buckeyes last night? Uh-huh. You know, there's no good morning, no good day. First of all, it's like, so how, the, how about the Buckeyes? You a know? sports update added <laughs> to the Sacred Heart Hour. If they lose, we, we don't say anything. It is definitely a Friday. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but this is the first Friday, a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our beloved Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we invite mm-hmm. all of you, our listeners here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, to spend this hour with us as we delve into the mystery of God's love that is before us in the heart of Jesus. As we begin this uh, morning, this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart, we invite you to join us in praying the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Chuck and Joanne, we have like a huge lineup for today's yes, show. Yes, we do. We wow. have a special interview coming down the pipeline in a few minutes. We uh, do with uh, Father Joseph Laramie. He's a Jesuit priest, uh, and he actually is our new spiritual director. And as most of you know, with Father Stosh Daly, he's been our long term, and still we consider him the spiritual director. But uh, I'm the water boy. He's the water boy. <laughs> I'm going he's back not to the... going very far. <laughs> wow. Don't worry about it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, certainly Father with his duties as the vocation director and uh, Holy Family and others um, was able to say, if we're truly going more nationally, we ought to look for more, maybe a spiritual director that can help us more nationally. And we're blessed to hear from Father Joe Laramie today. He's ordained in 2011 author, and you're going to love to hear about his book, Abide in the Heart of Christ, 10-Day Personal Retreat with uh, St. Ignatius Loyola, based on the spiritual exercises. He's the new director of the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, Apostleship of Prayer, and he'll join us shortly. And Father, it's just great to be with you again today, beginning of September. And Father's not going anywhere for our radio program, right, Father? <laughs> well, I'm glued to the seat. All yeah. right. Now the seat has wheels, so, yeah. so I might try. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And again, for our listeners, the Sacred Heart uh, Enthronement and Devotion is a request directly from Jesus himself. And Absolutely. hopefully through this program, you're going to learn more why this is so relevant today. Our mission is for the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network uh, has been established to equip and assist those wanting to live and promote the devotion of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. 
And for those listening, you can always call our number, 614-459-4820, or go to our website, welcomeisheart.com, to register to have your home enthroned, learn more about throning parishes, schools, and workplaces. And one thing happening, Father, is each day we're sending out five to six kits each day, today, nationally and locally. And St. Mary's is going to be enthroning their school. Oh, wow. That's fabulous. And uh, so forth. So, and Joanne, share a little bit about the monthly newsletter. Well, that's very easy, Chuck, because even this morning, going to my computer, getting my emails, I'm on various news sites, and I like to see what's happening in the world. And to be very honest, it's not always good news. And then I click on the Sacred Heart newsletter, and I take a deep breath. Oh, yes, (laughs) our Savior is with us. (laughs) And it's so beautiful. It's beautiful visually. It's so informative, uplifting. And especially this morning, I'm not going to tell you what the testimony was because you'll have to go on our newsletter. But it's always inspiring. And so I just recommend that you, first of all, if you already receive it, get it, read it, but pass it on. Pass it on to your friends, your neighbors, and really, I I sign up people who, uh, they can always delete it, but give them a chance. Give them a chance for good news, for extra grace. So uh, I can't say enough about our newsletter, and Emily Jaminette, our executive director, puts a lot of time into it, but it's really time well spent because uh, we need it. And we have it. So take advantage. And if you are not signed up, just go to welcomeisheart.com. Welcome is H-I-S heart.com. And you can sign up. And even if you haven't enthroned, if you don't know what it's about, uh, this is really going to help inform you about the beauty of the heart of Jesus and the love that he wants to pour out to each one of us particularly in our homes today. And I know, Father, as we're beginning September, it's always one of those months everybody's back to school or or something's happening and sort of closing up the summer. Mm. But it's also a great time spiritually to grow. It is, you know, and it's one of those things like even if you're not in school, you're back to school. Yeah. (laughs) Grandparents are dropping kids off, picking them up. I mean, it's almost like it's a collective effort. I mean, we've all gone back to school in some way or shape or form. And then, of course, we're heading into Labor Day weekend. And, you know, that's a really, it's an important call to all of those who work that we have to remember that the Lord worked while on earth. And there's a call to those who labor, uh, to those who work, to acknowledge the presence of Christ with you in the workplace and that in that workplace where so oftentimes it is the case where we're tempted to have like, there's who I am at work and then there's who I am at home. And then there's who I am at play and then there's who I am at church. And as all of those different areas where we live start to take up more and more time, you know, we have to admit that sometimes our, our life at church starts to diminish. Our life in union with the Lord diminishes so that we can be um, who we think we need to be at work or at home. But in truth be told, 
our life with the Lord is supposed to be nourished, fed, strengthened at church, and then carried over into the workplace so that we give witness to the gospel to our fellow coworkers, our bosses, those who are entrusted to our care as employees. I mean, the place of employment, the labor field, is the proclamation of the gospel. That's where the, the Lord is supposed to be present. And how important to have the heart of Jesus with you when you go to work, you know. And there's a lot of people who are happy when they're at home, but then when they go to work, they're miserable. Hmm. And literally, going to work is just purely um, <clears throat> a means to an end. It's just a way to earn money. And you just become a slave to that idea. But the workplace, the place of labor, that's supposed to be a place of sanctification where you can bring the Lord, find the Lord, be with the Lord. So in this month of September where we have Labor Day coming just around the corner this weekend, um, and then people are going back to school and whatnot, and we're adjusting our schedules and the like, and then there's everything going on around us in the weather, in the economy, um, with regard to our military. You know what I mean? There's just all, this, all these beautiful reasons the Lord is giving us to return to his heart as a place of refuge. You know, and even just this week, when you have that on your heart, mm. they, you know, hopefully, you know, asking the Lord to change your heart, really, yeah. Father, grow in that love, but also to send other people that don't have the hope, that don't know Jesus. Yes. It's more of a consciousness it's, of the people yeah. you meet. You have to be awake to them. Exactly. Awake to them. And one thing, talking about Starting September, November is right around the corner. (laughs) And what happens in November is something that Father 10 years ago said, I think it's a good idea Uh to have a Sacred Heart Congress. Never could he have imagined. (laughs) 10 years later, so it's our That was a nice segue, Chuck. You walk down the block of October, turn the corner, oh, November. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be November 6th. November 6th, the 10th Annual Sacred Heart Congress at St. Paul, the Apostle Church in Westville, same as last year. It's a wonderful gathering for you that don't know anything about it, for you want a great retreat, for you that want to go deeper in the heart of Jesus. This is an event you want to be at. And uh, let me just share a couple of our speakers. Bill Mesley, our Executive Director of St. Gabriel, MC, uh, Bishop Robert Brennan will lead us in the Holy Mass, celebrate the Holy Mass, be the celebrant. Uh, Father Joseph Laramie, that you're just going to hear from, um, he's going to be talking on his book, Abide in the Heart of Christ, a 10-day personal retreat with St. Ignatius Loyola. Um, We also are really gifted with Father Peter John Cameron, a Dominican priest uh, who's down at St. Patrick's now, uh, the prior of the St. Patrick's Priory, but most importantly, uh, the founder and the of the Magnificat. Um, He was the founding editor-in-chief of the Magnificat, and a lot of us rely upon that. I have that in front of me today. And then we have Emily Jaminette, our executive director, who's just written The Secrets of the Sacred Heart, 12 Ways to Claim Jesus' Promises in Your Life. And Chuck, the only thing I'd like to add is that with our bishop, uh, Robert Brennan, we're so blessed to have him as our bishop with the whole initiative in our diocese for the real presence, real future, uh, just helping us grow deeper in our awareness and love of Jesus and the most holy Eucharist, how this is the heart of Jesus, how it's such a beautiful connection to the devotion of the sacred heart. So it's really timely. And uh, we're so thankful that our Bishop is so 
uh, encouraging and so promoting and connecting us to the Eucharist. Perfect. And that leads us right into Father Joseph Laramie. Is Father on? I'm right here. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Father. And uh, where are you now today? Where, where are you located? That's right. I'm here in beautiful Milwaukee, and uh, the sun is just kind of coming up over the horizon here. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. It's Joanne and Chuck Wilson with Father Stosh Daly, and you might have heard we started this program um, years ago. Uh, this apostolate was started 10 years ago um, to promote the devotion and the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Uh, we've done it now through missionaries. We've done it now nationally in promoting self-enthronement kits for homes, parishes, schools, and workplaces, and we really welcome you as our new spiritual director. And before we get into a real gift that Joanne and I have really enjoyed your book, if you could maybe share with our listeners a little bit about your background and what led you into the heart of Jesus. Absolutely. So happy to be here with you all. And uh, yeah, we had a fun little Zoom call um, I don't know, just a week or two yeah, ago. Yeah, it was great. great. To see you too, and uh, your delightful daughter, of course, Emily. Uh, yeah, briefly, I am the new national director of the Apostleship of Prayer, also known as the Pope's Prayer Network, and uh, we're going towards 200 years as an organization, um, typically led by Jesuits, promoting Sacred Heart devotion. Uh, it's a beautiful tradition in my order uh, as a Jesuit, and. I just stepped into this role about a year ago. I travel around giving talks and retreats, especially promoting the morning offering prayer, so offering our hearts to the heart of Jesus every day. And we pray that he can then, through our hearts, bless all hearts. Um, The Holy Father, the Pope, offers a monthly prayer intention each month, and I'm really excited to get to promote that, especially with our Jesuit Pope, but this has been going on for gosh, 150 years plus that popes have been putting these out. So, um, you know, a beautiful way to connect with the wider Church. You know, we have a a Church spread around the world, uh, Christ blessing all those hearts, and with the Pope having a unique role as the Chief Shepherd on Earth. And briefly, I've taught at a couple Jesuit all-boys high schools. Um, I was a campus minister at St. Louis University, and uh, really excited to be in my new role today. Well, welcome, Father, and I know, Joanne, maybe you start off with a couple questions or go right into the book. because. Well, I think if you want to know more about Father, I really recommend reading his book, because, Father, you really pour your heart out in that book, and it, and it, it, it just has meant so much to me. It's listed as a 10-day personal retreat, but it's really... It's something to continually refer back to. And one thing that you teach us in a way, and yes, the name of the book is Abide in the Heart of Christ, a 10-day personal retreat with St. Ignatius Loyola by Father Joe Laramie, S-J-L-A-R-A-M-I-E, if you want to get that, and but your daily examination, Father, and maybe you can just briefly tell us a little about that. It's so much more than just 
trying to think, oh boy, you know, what sins have I committed or failings? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's so balanced and positive, but really connecting. And that's what it's meant to me. And uh, I really thank you for writing that. And it's given us great insight into your own heart to author such a book. Gosh, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, hey, it makes a great companion book with your daughter's book. You know, Actually, It does. It really does. And uh, same publisher. So, hey, you can get them both. Yeah, that Ignatian uh, prayer of examen also called the Examination of Conscience. Um, one of the real gems of St. Ignatius and his writings, something he asks Jesuits to do every day. I, I try to be faithful to it, you know. I maybe don't uh, hit a home run every time, but I try to, you know, step up to the plate uh, as many days as I can. And really, I think the focus for Ignatius is on gratitude and God's action. Now, certainly that is a prayer we can use, let's say, before going to confession and Gosh, that's so important. Um, Ignatius promotes that sacrament. I go myself. I love hearing confessions. So certainly important to look into my own heart to prepare for confession. But, you know, every day we can come to the Lord in gratitude. Even we might think about it as a little heart-to-heart conversation with Jesus, heart-to-heart with Jesus, where we come to him and think of it this way. He says, how are you doing? A simple little question, right? I'm sure married couples ask each other that, you know, maybe at the end of each day. Well, in the same kind of friendly spirit, to talk to the Lord, let him ask you, how are you doing? And then from your heart, respond to say, gosh, Lord, thank you for this beautiful sunrise this morning. You know, just a little quiet moment with coffee in my morning prayer. And then maybe you look ahead a little further. Gosh, Lord, thank you for... um, a really good day at school. Maybe you're a teacher, maybe you're a student uh, getting back to the classroom. Hopefully things are a little bit more normal this year as we're in this crazy uh, pandemic situation. Then, you know, maybe there's another little moment, uh, a good conversation with somebody at work or a nice dinner together with your family. You know, to notice these blessings, to thank the Lord for them, and certainly to keep the conversation going. Okay, Lord, yeah, and how are areas of my life that I need your help. Uh, you know, gosh, Lord, I do feel bad about this one conversation. Uh, I was pretty short with somebody or any of us driving nowadays, you know, that's an area we might look at. Okay. Was I driving like a maniac or was I, you know, kind of following the rules to name those things, to bring those to him as well. Also, gosh, Lord, maybe there's just some sorrow I want to bring to you. Uh, somebody I know who's struggling, a family member who's got an illness, now, again, this whole conversation can be fairly short and sweet, maybe just uh, 10 minutes, let's say. And Ignatius gives us a little kind of five-point plan here. First, just to begin. I begin my prayer, maybe a short, uh, familiar prayer, the Hail Mary, maybe. Okay. Then step two, give thanks. Step three, name the sorrows and the sins. In a certain sense, to hold those up to his light, hold those up to his light. Let his light shine through. Lord, was there any place where there was some grace breaking through, even in a tough situation? Um, You know, this one guy at work who drives me crazy, but Lord, thanks be to God, today I was pretty patient with him. Um, You know, maybe I just kept my mouth shut, which can be a grace. (laughs) And then maybe wrap up with a few petitions. Lord, I ask for your blessing on this project, this person, and so on. 
And then maybe look ahead, that step five, just look ahead 24 hours. Lord, what are a few graces that are coming up to almost thank you in advance for those? And maybe what are a couple areas where I know I'm going to need your help? Just a simple little way of checking in heart to heart, saying thanks to the Lord. Well, I think by hearing that, our listeners have already gotten an idea of you, Father, and what a blessing you are and will be to our devotion to the Sacred Heart. And as we welcome Jesus as King, brother, and friend, what I hear is really, really great help to help us connect with Jesus as our friend. We're so used to connecting him or hearing about him as Lord, but that personal and helping to pray in our own words, not just the memorized prayers that we have learned along the way. So, And Father, um, one of the questions we often get asked is, how can we spread this devotion and enthronement of the Sacred Heart to really get um, every home today with Jesus? Because what we noticed when we started this, many homes that we were uh, blessed with uh, to introduce the Sacred Heart to and witness home enthronements with the family, many of them were without even an image of Jesus. It was mm-hmm. almost like we were walking in to a very stark home. Um, and so because of that, um, what we saw was just putting that image of the Sacred Heart Holy reminder. was really mm-hmm. a gift for all the families. But your thoughts on helping to spread this devotion and enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Gosh, thank you. Um, I'm looking at a, a beautiful image of the Sacred Heart in my own room. So I live in a Jesuit community in Milwaukee, and uh, so I'm not just telling other people to do it. I do it. And for me, it's part of that little heart-to-heart conversation. Like, okay, I can talk to him. I mean, he's uh, an image of him right there, watching over me, loving me. You know, I think it's so important, right? We want our homes to be a place of peace. Uh, we want our homes to be welcoming. We want our homes to be uh, conducive towards prayer, you know, if it's a few short moments in the morning and then again in the evening. You know, I think Emily did such a great job of just sort of saying, like, folks, this doesn't have to be super complicated, you know. Uh, you don't have yeah. to bring in the archbishop. You don't have to buy a $2,000 picture. Hey, if you got those resources, go for it. But, you know, you can get something for five or ten bucks online that's really nice. Um, she's got some simple prayers in her book, something I certainly try to promote through our office as well. Even a little side note, hey, how about on our cell phones? You know, everybody's got these background images mm, great idea. on your computer screen. That can be, you know, almost maybe that's your lead-in. Maybe you say, well, gosh, I would love to do something in my home in a week or so, but okay, in the next five minutes, I could easily download a little picture and have that as a reminder on my phone. If you don't know how to do that, uh, talk to your granddaughter, talk to your nephew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's Christ wants to be in our homes, right? Like, he wants it too. You know, we want it. So it can be simple, it can be beautiful, and a real blessing for all of us. Oh, I would agree. And uh, Father Stas Daly. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Father, I've been listening to you in the Father, background. You, two you, get, are, 
just like you've offered a lot of pearls of wisdom for us to consider. It'll be exciting to have you come here to Columbus for the Congress to bring your joy and zeal. Uh, with the Apostleship of Prayer here locally. Um, I think you'll find a lot of people here already on fire, and you'll find a lot of people eager to receive uh, your experience and your own love for the Lord. Thank you. So excited. Um, even uh, I have a buddy from Columbus, Ohio, a Jesuit friend named Michael McGree. Ah, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Yes, there. We're all from the same parish. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Well, he reminds me that Ohio, at least they're old state motto was the heart of it all. Indeed. Exactly. <laughs> I love that, right? It's just yeah, like a providential. Heart, of, course, of course, that sacred heart devotion is going to be strong in Ohio. Absolutely. Yeah. And Father, as you continue to travel um, around the country, um, how is it that your book's being received and any thoughts of people where they could get it? Again, uh, Father Joe uh, Joseph Laramie, uh, has written a book, who our guest is this morning, our new spiritual director, Abide in the Heart of Jesus, a 10-day personal retreat with St. Ignatius Loyola. And one of the things, Father, that I I enjoy is it's like 15 to 20 minutes a chapter. And, yeah. and then it's about meditating on that and going back to that chapter and you've you've done it so easily, even for a University of Pittsburgh graduate. I get it. I get it. And the Christians and, and a the convert end. and a convert. Yeah. All the above. Yes. Um, Buckeyes love to bring I out colleges, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, it's on. Uh, you know, it's, it's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. If you're into the computer stuff, uh, Ave Maria Press is uh, a wonderful Catholic publisher. They have a website. Also, you could just write them a letter, and uh, they could mail you a copy that way. Um, yeah, I think folks like it. And, um, you know, I tried to really kind of bridge um, Ignatian spirituality and Sacred Heart spirituality, which, in fact, have a long and friendly relationship. It's Maybe people are less aware of it today, but one of the great apostles of the Sacred Heart uh, was St. Claude Colombier, who lived oh, in France yes. in the 1600s. He was the spiritual director of Margaret Mary Alico, who is uh, the great visionary, a religious sister. Uh, Christ appeared to him, to her uh, with his sacred heart. So, you know, there's a long tradition of this, and I just tried to connect the dots and kind of let the, let the saints speak for themselves. Well, we can't thank you enough this morning for joining us. And again, really, as Father mentioned, really look forward to you coming to Columbus, the heart of Ohio. <laughs> and uh, and enjoying some of those uh, Buckeyes, uh, those are those chocolates that uh, are very uh, new. They're, they're nutritious. They really sort have this special protein in them uh, that gets you fired up for Saturdays. But anyway, no, really um, excited for you to come, and I know our listeners will. And again, our conference, the Sacred Heart Conference, is November the sixth at St. Paul the Apostle Church in Westerville. Uh, this year, you know, we expect to have over a thousand again. Plus, and plus, it'll be streaming and live. So easy parking. Yeah, and so you can, accessible. And our listeners, you can go on to welcomehisheart.com, welcomehisheart.com, and register. It's only ten dollars for an individual and twenty dollars for a family, two or more. So it's going to be a great day. 
We're really looking forward to you, Father, joining us. Can't thank you enough. And would you close us in prayer, Father? Absolutely. Um, I'll just lead us in that classic morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and for all members of the Apostleship of Prayer, and especially for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Somehow we've got it in our heads that simple or unnoticed work is a waste of time. In the words of Mike Rowe, we've declared war on work. We've created a caste system where everyone from plumbers to garbage men are at the bottom and Hollywood stars are at the top. Maybe that's why so many new parents get depressed. I'm just cleaning poop and cooking dinners now. Simple work. How's that matter? Maybe I don't matter. Ever stop and think that Jesus spent most of his life doing manual labor? The God of the universe spent most of his life as a small town carpenter. Look, we can get by without the rich and famous, but without people to remove our trash, raise our food, and change the diapers, the gears of human history would come to a grinding halt. I think maybe our vision of what matters is off, and we become less happy as people and less stable as a society because of it. That quiet, often unnoticed work you do every day, it matters a lot, and so do you. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and helped the poor. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith, Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, You are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. So if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look Visit catholicscomehome.org today. We are Catholic. Welcome home. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. It's the first Friday of the month, the month of September, and so we dedicate all of our prayers, our acts of reparation today to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. As we enter into the second segment of this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we begin with the prayer to the Sacred Heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I couldn't help but think during that prayer, um, Chuck and Joanne, of 
of a young man I was speaking with yesterday, a married man. He's got um, three little children, beautiful children, one on the way. And um, he's just like, Father, he goes, my wife and I were thinking, you know, we try to teach the little ones how to pray, uh, especially at night before we go to bed. And my wife and I, about three times a week, three days a week, we have to smirk and smile because we realize how often we lose patience and control mm. in trying to pray. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like we beg God for mercy, but we yeah. tend to struggle in being merciful to the little ones. And he's like, it just reminds us that we need the Lord at every moment, at every time. And uh, just to have that childlike demeanor and to not lose your cool and lose your stress when you're Father, trying to get the little ones to pray. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I know for Chuck and I, when we began to pray as a family, it was just very difficult. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. hear that all the time. Yeah. But don't give up. Right, right. And, right. and there, you know, you might want to even talk about spiritual warfare. It's yeah. much more difficult to start introducing prayer into the family than, uh, you know, I don't know, a television program or a Buckeye <laughs> yeah. game. Or, yeah. But there, there is yeah. a special... Uh, you know, enemy out there yeah. who does not want this to happen, <laughs> and which makes you more determined <laughs> yes. to persevere. And I know for myself as the convert and um, converting into the Catholic faith, and I've shared this with our family and what they have gone through also, getting ready for Mass. Oh. It, it, it should not. It oh, should not yeah. be a problem. It's very simple. Oh, yeah. You put your it shoes on every Sunday. You get your shoes on. You get dressed. You get in the car on and we're, time. We're on time. We're ready to go. Oh. Never happens. And so I've really come to the conclusion: if that's the spiritual warfare, yeah, it's the, true. the enemy does not want you yeah. to get to mass. And if he and if you do get the mass, he wants you to sort of be angry because now you've exploded. At, and, and, and everyone closest and, to you. And, and, and yeah. we had yeah. uh, friends who shared this story that by the time they got everybody in the car, they're yelling and screaming. Their neighbors were watching them. Who didn't go to church? And they say, "Thank God, I'm not careful." <laughs> But, but I think we, we need that patience. Oh, yeah. We do. And we need that we time do. to really understand if this is a barrier, yeah. then the reward will even be greater. It's so true. You know, like, I, this is just something you, when you are going to the Mass, it could be even a weekday Mass, but you're so right. When the family goes, makes that attempt to go on Sunday, I mean, it just falls apart so fast. It's like, NFL teams preparing for the Super Bowl and they lost their cleats and everyone's yelling at each other. It's like who's got, yeah. got my cleats, you know? And it's just like everyone's screaming and throwing things. And they're like, "We're going to heaven. Why is this so much like hell?" It's like, we're trying to go to mass, and, but you know, you're right. It's just that pushback on reality. It's just that pushback. And I mean, I look at moms and dads every Sunday and. You can just see that they're just, they're like, here we are before the Lord. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I've committed every sin between my bed and here, just trying to get here. And most of them are between my spouse and my children, you know? And it's like, we were going to Mass. Why? Why did I violate almost every sin known to me? You know what is really helpful as families are returning to Mass yep. from, yep. you know, the pandemic and yeah. all that isolation. And Father said recently, 
welcome. Yeah. We want children here. Yep. Yes, children are not always totally quiet. It's a children's choir of their own. <laughs> the noise says that, you know. But I, there was a family near us, and you could almost see the breathing yeah. of relief yeah. that it wasn't a disturbance. It was okay to have children in church. Yeah. And I, I, that was really appreciated. Yeah. Now, Father, we've talked about getting the mass. Then Sunday night, we say we're going to pray a rosary. Oh. <laughs> it is like they disappear. Wow. And then you have to call them in. Is that the halftime show without water? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Keep then they, going, family. Then they get in their comfortable chairs. I know. I they yeah. put their heads down. But the it's key is persevere. Yeah. yeah. Joanne has this expression. I think it's a good one oh, for good. Our, what is it? our listeners. <laughs> Make this a priority. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't let them, our children say, "Well, not tonight." I know. Yeah. No, I can't I do it tonight. Yeah. No, you, you don't just say, say you're not scrubbing your teeth. You don't want to. Oh, that's fine, honey. No, <laughs> certain things you need to do for your body, and certain things you need to do yeah. for your soul. And one of my favorite things is when my grandparents had us all over at the house one time, and my grandmother said, "We're going to pray the rosary," and. You would have thought it was like ripping the stuffed toy out of every little grandkid. They're like, no. I mean, like the revolt began. And even my grandfather was like, are we really up for this? (laughs) Yeah. And he got to the second mystery and couldn't remember it. And just, you know, because he was so so distracted by the stress of everything. And I was just like, it's just not supposed to be this way. Father, you understand. (laughs) Boy, do I ever. I didn't grow up in a flower pot. I came from humanity. That's a blessing. the, The greatest gift truly of becoming Catholic mm-hmm. is when you want their attention. You say, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy that Spirit, Amen. So and it's like they all <laughs> quiet down. It's true. It he, is a gift. Even at the Catholic Men's Luncheon Club on the first Friday, you're trying to get all of those guys to just sit down and eat and be quiet, which normally you wouldn't think is that big of a problem, but when you put a bunch of Catholic men in the same room after Mass, that's how you begin. You yeah. just go to the microphone and begin the sign of the cross, and everyone's like, whoosh. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're it's, better it's better than a whistle. Oh, this is great. So hopefully you all know by now, on this first Friday at the Sacred Art Hour, I mean, laughter is a part of Catholicism. Oh, absolutely. So if you're a prune, you need to convert. Okay. Exactly. Speaking of conversion, by the way, it's RCIA season. So <laughs> this is, you know, the Lord is speaking to our hearts, asking us to come back. And if you want the fullness of his heart, I don't know how I just saved way from that to this. I don't know. So, I mean, is there something in the air? I don't yeah, know. it's so. called the Holy Spirit. But, you know, Chuck, this is the perfect moment. We're about to head into the different feast days of September, but you highlight... Uh, that you've got the experience of, you know, growing up in a different denomination, then you converted to the Catholic faith. I mean, what's your shout out to people who might be on the fence that welcome that invitation to consider becoming Catholic? You know, I think, again, that's a personal uh, decision. And I know for Joanne, she never asked me to become Catholic. Um, And we all come to the church differently. But I would say be open. Mm. It's all about Jesus Christ. Yep. This is not about um, what I think a lot of us thought was, well, they believe this and we believe this. And um, and then when you start to fully understand the fullness of the Catholic Church, you really understand this is the true church. Mm. But it's going to take a baby step. 
Just, yeah. just and go that's to, the R- RCIA process. Yep. Right, which really helps. Uh, I did not have that opportunity. My opportunity was I met with Monsignor Grimes two times. Oh. And then all two of a sudden, times, two times. Don't he, say that on air. Everyone's going to ask for that. <laughs> and he said, "You're ready." Oh wow! And Joanne was my sponsor, but he I, had asked a lot of questions along the way, right? But I do. That's the way I came yeah, in. Yeah. Today, you're coming in a lot more informed yeah. than I was, and with a community, and with a community, yeah. and so forth. Be open to it. Go to mass with your family. Sit there. Just look at the altar and look at the crucifix and ask Jesus to open up your heart. Right. The biggest decision I made and for myself was this was never about me. Mm. I realized this was about our family. Yeah. We had to be unified. Yeah. Because if we were not, then we would be hurting our children. Right. And thank God that Joanne Never, never thought about coming over to the other side. So I didn't have a chance. <laughs> I, 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 there was only one way. Yes. But the Lord, after eight years, put that on yeah. my heart. Well, yeah. I, I would just like to add that many of the homes that are enthroned, they are not of the, you know, the same faith tradition. There right. is someone, a spouse, maybe, sure. who, yep. but... Go ahead. Welcome Jesus. And it's all about the heart. And so he wants to tenderize the heart. He wants to infuse the heart with his love and his truth. Yes. So, you know, let him work, but invite him in. And you, you, it's really not about forcing anything. It's about being open. Yeah. And, um, you know, the homes that are not united in faith, I know have also been tremendously blessed and they're on the road. We're all on the road. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's like Chuck, you highlighted, it has to be that personal desire for the Lord. You don't become Catholic for someone else. No. You become Catholic for Jesus. Right. You want the, you want the Lord, you want the Lord in the, in the fullness that he gives himself to us. And you want the Lord for you so that you can then give him to others. And like, you don't, you don't become Catholic because of a spouse or because of a fiance. I mean, you might yearn to have a deeper unity with them. But at the end of that prayer, you know, Lord, what is thy will for me? There has to be that desire in your heart to have him in the fullness that he offers himself to us. But you also put your family in the heart. Absolutely. You know, many families today, the children are at this moment in time, maybe away from the church. Yeah. And you put them in the heart of Jesus. And when you do that, you have a special consolation that um, you have done that, and they are his children. You know, for our listeners, again, go to welcomehisheart.com, oh, welcomehisheart.com. A lot of information there, and also you can order a self-guided enthronement uh, to the Sacred Heart kit. Uh, it has everything in it that you'll need to enthrone your family, and also has an opportunity for you to talk to one of the missionaries uh, to answer any questions, uh, but today all families need it. And I think, Father, as we talked about coming into the church, I know from my experience and other people like myself, it's not like we need to know the full package. Right. We just need yeah. to take that step, yeah. and then after that step, 
Mary comes to us yeah. in our own, in her own time in our own time, and then the Eucharist. Uh, just have faith, and then all of a sudden you realize, yes, this is truly yeah. Jesus's church. Yeah. But just be open uh, to this call, and I invite all of you to really be open and to the invitation to come and learn more it's about so the true. Catholic Church yeah. if you're not already Catholic. Yeah. And second of all, if you are and you've enthroned your home, do the renewal. I was with a person the other day. They enthroned their home five years ago, so I didn't know I could do a renewal. Yeah. Tell us, Father, maybe why yeah. the importance of the renewal. Well, I mean, it's just like the other day I was speaking with someone, and I, I told him, I was like, now remember, this week on Friday, it's the first Friday, so this is a good day. The first Friday of every month is a good day to uh, re-bless your house with holy water, to renew your love for the Sacred Heart by simply you know, drawing close to an image of the Lord's Sacred Heart in your home and offering any one of the many, many, the numerous prayers to the Sacred Heart. Offer the one that speaks the language of your heart to the Lord. Offer that in your home, asking the Lord to bless your house. And then also to renew uh, your covenant with the Lord's Sacred Heart, to renew that enthronement, to acknowledge Him as King, brother, and friend over the home. And every First Friday, a great opportunity to renew um, the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. But there's also special days, special feast days, solemnities, seasons, Advent, Christmas, Easter. You know, there's all these beautiful um, moments where you can have a more formal renewal of the Sacred Heart, especially if it's been a year or two, maybe five, ten. You know, we've been promoting the Sacred Heart enthronement in central Ohio and throughout Ohio here, really in an intense personal way now for over 10 years so we've got people coming on that 10-year mark yeah you know almost the 15-year mark and it's one of those things it's like you don't just run the vacuum once and then let it go i like that you know there's that idea of lord i need you to enter deep within my heart within this home with your grace with your mercy and to cleanse us and i'm going to do that by renewing and renewing the sacred heart, renewing the enthronement of the sacred heart, just renewing that acknowledgement of Jesus as the king, the brother, and the friend over those who dwell there and those who visit there. Um, and it's also a good opportunity to maybe change things up a bit, you know, uh, move the image to a different part of the home in that renewal. Uh, maybe some of our family members have uh, since passed died since our renewal, or maybe we have new family members that have joined through marriage, uh, through birth. Um, there's never a reason to not renew the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. There's always many more reasons, but not the least of which is we're not the same person we were yesterday. We're not the same per- person we were five years ago. Let's bring this new person who we are before the Lord and allow the Lord to reign. You know, as we talk about another great way to grow in our faith, and I love the church because of this. The feast days. Indeed. And I know as we look at this month, we have a number of them. But, Father, I know today is the first Friday, and one of the promises he gave, and maybe if you want to read that promise, the 12th promise, Mm -hmm. because that's the reason that we host this on the first Friday. (laughs) It's true. It's not because the second through fifth Fridays were taken. (laughs) This was the only one available. We are here because of the Lord. Uh, In the Lord's words, he says, I promise you the excessive mercy of my heart that my all-powerful love will grant to all those who receive communion on the first Friday over nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. 
They shall not die in my disgrace, nor without receiving the sacraments. My divine heart shall be their safe refuge in this last moment. Those are the words of our Lord to St. Margaret Mary. I love how in all of the translations it always highlights, I promise you in the excessive mercy of my heart. He doesn't say like, well, in the scraps left over, in the scraps mercy left over. No, he says in the excessive. There's There's never a bottom to his mercy. You're never going to tap the well and run dry. There's that excessive mercy that he wants to bestow upon us. But Father, he offers the grace, mm-hmm. but we also have to accept the grace. It's true. Yeah, that's that absolutely there is true. A, there, yeah. There's no forcing here, yep. and it's not a golden ticket. Right. We right. have to accept it and yeah. cooperate with it. Yep. Is that correct? That's very true. And that's... Um, and that you have to open yourself up to what the Lord wants to give. He's not going to like shove it in, push it in, mm-hmm. cram it in. I mean, there has to be a desire to receive what he's offering and giving. And there's also, this is one of the reasons why there's the custom of the priest taking Holy Communion to the shut-ins, to the sick, the homebound on First Friday. It's so that they can receive our Lord on the First Friday. And every Friday, really, but really First Friday is that receiving our Lord and Holy Communion with the understanding that receiving our Lord's graces and Holy Communion, those graces are then offered up in reparation. And we can't receive our Lord Mm -hmm. in Holy Communion without our priesthood. Right. So it's another opportunity, another reminder, powerful reminder to pray for Holy priest, yes, and to look at your own family, and and if you you know pray for your sons, yeah. pray for your sons not to be priests, but to be open to whatever God is calling them to do. It's urgent. We need priests now more than ever before. We need holy priests because they they are instruments of Jesus. They bring us the Lord and forgiveness. No, it's very true. It is very, very, very true, yeah. And I know as we talk feast days, September 5th now is St. Teresa of Calcutta uh, feast day, and Mother Teresa became famous as the Catholic nun who dedicated her life to caring for the desolate and the dying in the slums of Calcutta. And what a gift she has been for all of us. And I know, Joanne, your father received a wonderful note from her on the 80th birthday. It's very short, uh, but there's something in there that I think all of our listeners also can be assured of for those who spread the devotion. Well, the nice thing about St. Therese's, uh, you know, message to dad, who spent his 26 plus years spreading the devotion through his little St. Joseph workshop, making images to be sent um, throughout the country and really throughout the world, is not just for dad, because the message says, whoever spreads the devotion to my sacred heart will have his name written in my heart. And, you know, St. Therese said, I'm sure that your name is written in gold, which was so sweet. And it really brought tears to his eyes. But, you know, it's just about cooperating with what Jesus is asking. And with that promise is pretty amazing. 
it's really, you know, it's for everyone. So it really gives you an extra little boost to say, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out there and spread the devotion because more and more I'm loving Jesus and I'm experiencing the peace. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for everyone. It's true. And Father, I know September 8th is a big one. It is. Um, you know, when you look at the saints, and especially in the feast days that we have this month, but when you look at the saints and even the people who want to be saints, it's amazing how for those who love the Lord, he always brings us together, whether it's in person, over mm-hmm. a letter, an email, a phone call. So like, you know, join your father and now St. Teresa of Calcutta. It's amazing how the Lord brings two people, very different walks of life, mm-hmm. very different countries, different languages, all that stuff, uh, different vocations, but he brings them together. And on, the se- on September 8th, we all get to come together and celebrate the nativity of the Blessed Virgin mm-hmm. Mary. Mary. Um, and that's a really, it's a powerful, it's a beautiful day for those who have cultivated a love and a devotion for the Blessed Virgin Mary, because that's her nativity. And mm-hmm. we keep in mind that we only celebrate three nativities in the life mm-hmm. of the church. Uh, the first, of course, is our Lord, Christmas. The second, of course, is the nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the third is the nativity of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we celebrate the nativity of John the Baptist is because he was born without sin. He was conceived with original sin, but he was cleansed in the womb um, through the visitation. That, Remember when he jumped in the yeah. womb? Or we, you know, we use that really nice word, leaped. Yeah. But it was like a jump. And he jumped in the womb of Elizabeth, his mother. Well, the church acknowledges that in that response to the presence of God, Jesus, who is also a baby in the womb of Mary, John the Baptist was cleansed of original sin. He was able to respond or leap to the presence of God. But, you know, we have this nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary (laughs) on September 8th, and it helps us to understand that while Our Lady was conceived without original sin, she is born without original sin, you know, to be able to lay your eyes upon the infant Mary, the infant Mary, who is going to be the mother of Jesus, it gives us an opportunity to understand God will never be outdone in his love and in his mercy And it helps us to appreciate the significance of the gospel of life in the proclamation of Jesus, you know, that we do treasure the gift of the unborn child. We treasure the the gift of the infant who's just been born, the baby, the child, the um, adolescence. I mean, life is precious. Life is sacred. And this just comes back to home when we celebrate the the feast, Mm -hmm. the nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary on September 8th. It's a day when calories don't count. So skip the green beans and have a second piece of cake, (laughs) unless you're not allowed to have sugar, and go back to the green beans and blame it on Father (laughs) Stosh. And then Father, Father, a week later, and I was thought I, I struggled with this a little bit. We talk about all that good news. Then Our Lady of Sorrows, absolutely. One week later, I know. And you know what's beautiful? Well, is- you forgot the exaltation of the cross, John. Joanne. You just blew up the bridge that Chuck created for me to walk over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. See, this is, this is something like the Lord oh, was working out. You Joanne, shot it dead Joanne right has written a note on the <laughs> exhortation of the Holy Cross. Yes, Joanne. Well, I think it's important because we are experiencing the cross, many of us, in a personal way through this pandemic and through the ripple effect. And I think it's it's important to just understand that Jesus is triumphant of the cross and in the midst of all what's going on and it's will true. be going on till the end of time. And I, I think it's just uh, hope. The hope is the heart of Jesus. 
That so I, that's I, that's my little introduction. And what I was going to say yes. is that in the calendar of the church, we have all of these feast days that are twinned or paired. Ah. Like last month, we had the feast of St. Monica, and then the next day, her son, St. Augustine. Wow. This month, we've got the exaltation of the cross, the finding of the cross, the triumph of the cross, which, like you said, Joanne, gives us that opportunity to understand that in the midst of our sorrows and pain and agony, we're not alone. The Lord is right there. He transforms pain, suffering, and death into an opportunity for glory. And then the next day, after the exaltation of the cross, we have the beautiful feast of the Mother of Sorrows. I, I remember those words of St. Uh, Saint Ambrose, the, the great bishop of Milan. He said, in Scripture, I have read that she stood at the foot of the cross. I have never read that she wept. Oh. And in the gospel, <gasps> it says she stood at the foot of the cross. Mm. There at the foot of the cross stood Mary, the mother of Jesus. And when we think of Our Lady of Sorrows, let us not think that it's Our Lady of Defeat. Oh. It's Our Lady of Sorrows. She knows she's not defeated, but she also sees her lifeless son, Jesus. She's not defeated. We are never defeated as disciples of Jesus. We may have sorrows, but we are never defeated. It reminds me of when I you know, coached soccer um, when I was in seminary for the little kids of an inner city Catholic school. And I taught them, I said, you know, now before we go into the game, I will yell, Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. And I'll yell, Mother of Sorrows, pray for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. It got me in trouble. Um, but, <laughs> so, but you know, understanding that just because we might have sorrows, we're not defeated. You are never defeated as a disciple of the Lord. And, you know, my favorite scripture, I think it's good to just kind of find some that really resonate with you for life is all things work to the good for those who love God. Yep. And sometimes we we don't see what that good is, but we trust that even in the midst of a sorrow or a whatever. Yes, Chuck. No, I was going to say, I know we're short on time. <laughs> we're going to yes. get fired if you don't mention this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> but we have to mention September yes. 23rd, Feast of St. Padre Pio. And there's a quote here, Unite your heart with the heart of Jesus and be simple-hearted as he desires. What a beautiful quote from what the a, great miracle worker of the last century. I mean, Padre Pio, he's like bringing in the, the heavy hitter right doesn't there. Doesn't he always uh, or also say, pray, hope, and don't worry? Yes, that's also true. Yeah, I love that him. one. And he's also the one that was basically entrusted with thousands, I mean thousands of petitions you know, on a daily basis. And a lot of people say, how did he pray for all of them? He's the one that really popularized the nine-hour novena to the Sacred Heart. And he would approach the Sacred Heart once an hour for nine hours and give all of those petitions to the Lord's Sacred wow. Heart. And that was his way. Like, no matter what people would say and trust, ask, or beg of him in prayer, once an hour he would return to the Sacred Heart for nine hours every day. And on September 29th, in closing, St. Michael, oh, Gabriel, and Raphael. I love that. The Holy and I yeah. mean, that's the feast day of St. Gabriel's radio. Um, but unfortunately, the program director says we have one minute. <laughs> one minute. <laughs> well, we're not going to get fired because we've got Padre Pio in there. <laughs> so we invite you to, as we bring this uh, hour of the Sacred Heart to a close, we hope that um, our love for the Lord and also our laughter with one another has um, inspired you to open your mind and your heart to Jesus. And so we renew our love for the Lord. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew our consecration to your divine heart. Be our King forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, 
and our deeds. Bless all our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.